Welcome to the Anime Book Club. Today we'll be covering JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, The Stardust Crusaders, episodes 30 and 31. Uh, I am Pat, and I am joined by Matt. Matt, how's it going? Battle in Egypt, let's do it. Yeah, Battle in Egypt. Uh, the Battle in Egypt continues. Uh, if you're not familiar with this podcast, you somehow magically found it by Googling, did anyone ever do a podcast about the 30 and 31st episode of JoJo? Well, we are an anime podcast. Uh, we watch a serving size of anime every single week. Sometimes that's two. Sometimes that's three. Who knows? Maybe one day it could be four. <laughs> oh, boy, but, that uh, one scares me. That's going to be quite the marathon. But today we're covering uh, two, I'm going to say, delightful episodes. <laughs> yeah, I guess. They're not bad. Yeah. I, I, um, may, oh, ooh, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty, I'm pretty big on these ones. So we'll just jump right into it. Um, with actually, you know what? I'm going to go out and say this might be the, I have the most mixed emotions about this scene. Um, oh, the one with the worst doctor in the world. Yeah, exactly. We open up okay. on Kekuin, who seems to have been abandoned in a hospital bed and a nurse and a doctor come in. And of course I immediately have the like, oh my God, these guys are villains or they work for Dio. No, they're just dickheads because Kekuin's like, when can I see my friends? And the doctor's like, oh, I'm afraid you won't be getting out of here anytime, which is what I would be saying. <laughs> It's like a, a total jerkwad. Uh, Apparently, the Speedwagon Foundation can get people uh, can get people off for murder. Uh, they can also, I guess, pull people out of the hospital for experimental eye treatment. And I guess they're not even secret because the doctor is like, yeah, you know, it's the world famous Speedwagon Foundation. They could do anything. And he's just like, I don't know why they'd want to help a random Japanese school child. <laughs> like I had, a, like I had a theory that they were like this shadow organization. Um, in the back, like some kind of big Illuminati conspiracy thing. But no, everyone just knows about the Speedwagon Foundation. Well, I mean, they're an oil. They oh, started yeah, with that's oil. Right, that's so right, that's like, right, yeah. So it is kind of like a Rothschild thing. Yeah, it's just like they started with one thing and then they went elsewhere. And it's like, they just do a little bit of everything. But I do like the I moment mean, where it's like, well, just a random Japanese student in the cat is like, well, I got, I got friends. Yeah. I'm, I, I'm, you know, uh, look, you can get it. No one loses eyesight when you're friends with the one percenter Joseph Joestar. They will find me eyes. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's it's a weird moment where he gets uh, completely punked on. And uh, I did write, oh, best boy, because he, he, he names off all of his companions by names and uh, does not forget to include Iggy before we cut to the intro. And I thought that was, for whatever reason, I, my heart melted a little bit. I'm like, oh, best boy. He really is. I, I miss him. But by he God, the, he, he is not needed. Poop, though. Yeah. <laughs> um so we have the intro which yet again still slapper still castlevania all up in your brain great song and uh the return of the narrator uh he oh, walks yeah. us through some factoids about the valley of the kings which i i don't think thematically have anything to do with this episode that is ironically that's been the theme for the past couple episodes hasn't it yeah they're just like um this area is famous for this it will not have anything to do with what we're about to do. <laughs> uh, we do get a little bit where uh, Avdol knows about the area, and he's like, yeah, people dig in their basements all the time, hoping to find treasure. And Paul Narav's like, oh, really? Huh? You think they'll ever find anything? Waka waka. I can't remember. Avdol was native Egyptian, wasn't he? Yeah, I'm pretty sure Avdol's Egyptian. Okay, so he's back in his hometown. Or in a hometown, but you know, he's in home. He's in country. Yeah. At least this is where Joseph found him. <laughs> he was like, I found you, in. I found this Egyptian boy. Um, yeah, I, I've just now confirmed he is Egyptian. So this okay. is, he should know these. Well, I mean, never mind. I'm not going to say this because it's like, 
I'm an American and you couldn't plot me in different areas. You, you could probably quiz me, drop me in a random town that seems important to the world. And I'd be like, ah, like put me in San Francisco. I wouldn't be barely able to identify half the things. I'd be like, this is this hill. <laughs> um, we do get a great running joke uh, is started here where Paul Narf's like, hey, where's Joseph? And he's like, oh, and I was like, oh, he's in the toilet. And Paul Narf is like, oh, I hope it's a normal toilet. <laughs> Kicking off the amazing underlining subplot of this entire two-parter about toilets and Paul Narf. Um, that's that's been Paul Narf's whole thing, though, isn't it? That is this whole thing. He's trying to make his new thing smoking, but toilets <laughs> seem to be. He's, he's trying to rebrand, man. Yeah. I'm so, the Frenchman who smokes. Forget all the toilet stuff. That's not me. Yeah, I'm a pervert and I smoke. Please no, 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 don't no, no. include the toilet stuff. Oh, pig toilet. Pig toilet. Uh, we get a little bit of uh, poop stuff. Uh, Joseph has discovered that the toilet he has found is just a hole in the ground. And they just let the, the poop dry and it kind of like goes away. Um, we get a pretty good like Joseph just having a conniption fit about this and like freaking out. <laughs> Iggy's with him the whole time too with this like calm ass face on him. Iggy is just watching and, and just like he's totally zen about this situation. <laughs> like, haha, I just poop wherever I want. I'm a exactly. Doll. It I think it, it it works because as you have Joseph at full eleven of like, oh my god, and all that kind of stuff, you just have Iggy zen face like he's like oh why is there there's no toilet paper there's a bucket of sanitary sand oh no oh my I have god a sand I, bidet this might be i think these two episodes might be the highest concentration of oh my gods yet to date so far uh, yeah i think it ends up beating out the uh the empress when he had a little growth on his it, arm it must have and i gotta remember to stop eating when i watch jojo because come on man <laughs> so much poop so much poop uh, he leaves the stall and then comments that it's like, why isn't this happening to Polnareff? Oh, no. He actually literally says, I should pull a and wait till I get to the hotel. Yeah. So they're oh. mindful. They're as mindful as we are that Polnareff is a weird toilet boy. <laughs> That's the French thing, right? We then have a weird moment. Well, all right. His, his inquisitiveness gets the better of him because Joseph is looking around. He realizes there's just a power outlet on a random rock. And did you have the I same don't did you have yeah. the same first thought I did when you saw that? Like, you th did you see that and go, there's no way. Like, there's absolutely no way that's a stand, right? So I ha I thought about something from Twin Peaks. So Okay. Oh, yeah. That's oh, man. That's scary. Did you watch Twin Peaks The Return? What is is that? What? That's the Showtime. Oh, yeah. We watched that together. Remember? Yeah. The, the, okay. Where he, he, he gets sucked into the outlet. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's what I thought of. Um, I just think of it as more Twin Peaks. I didn't realize that a name. Yeah, that's what the third season's called. It's called The Return. Oh. But yeah, I I, uh, I I, think in the back of my head, I then, oh, hey, Outlets, Twin Peaks. I definitely like, well, that's definitely, I don't. I guess that must be part of a stand or. Like, that can't be a stand. Yeah, it's just, it's a power outlet. And like a doofus, like, it's not like he sticks a fork in it or nothing, but Joseph does touch and he gets zapped, um, which is kind of funny. Um, and even more so because Abdal, like, no sells it. Like, he gets, like, like, no, he gets electrocuted, and Abdul shows up like, hey, we need to go to the hotel. Come on. <laughs> and they just kind of walk away. It's the Joseph plan. Just go to the hotel. None of this matters. We're going to the hotel. Uh, it pans up. There's a lady who uh, was teased previously as the sixth style of Egyptian, a a.k.a. pretty ladies. Um, 
And before I can even write in my notes, oh, there's a random lady. They immediately go like, she has Beset. Her name is Mariah. Moving on. <laughs> we're not fooling around this time. Uh, and of course, uh, as we're we're taking toll, uh, she is named for Mariah Carey. Oh, so that is her. Yeah, okay. But Mariah is a normal person name, so as long yeah. as you just say the one name, they can get away with it. I hadn't even thought about it. Uh, but yeah, so we have Mariah here, who, much like Jotaro and Polnareff, is a smoker. And she likes smoking. Um, and then I wrote in my notes, I guess her power is just to make random outlets. Right? Right? Like, that can't be a... Like, what? How is that a stand? In the 80s, imagine how convenient that would be, though. <laughs> you but you can't use it. Well, I mean, if you touch it with your hand, maybe you could plug stuff into it. Plug a radio into it? Charge stuff? It's funny. It's, it's, it's funny about plugging powers. a radio into it. Have I know, we, I'm... Have yeah, we? What? Because every other power seems like it's more straightforward that I make outlets on walls. Yeah. And maybe <laughs> someone touches them if they're dumb. I guess, yeah. Well, after having, like, the haunted sword, I guess seeing an outlet is a little weird. Like, it's quite a course correction. <laughs> right, it's definitely a course correction, but the haunted sword feels better. Yeah, like, I guess it makes more sense. Yellow goop that lets you, like take someone else's form an orangutan with a boat yeah yeah did anyone else have like i could see those getting used there who was the doofus where you had to hurt him to hurt you it was like purple no no that was steely dan with yeah. lovers yeah. what did purple haze purple devil like the guy that hid in the mini fridge he had a power <laughs> uh the, the puppet oh yeah he had a puppet okay there we go god what a weird show but yeah i know what i wouldn't put it past it if her whole power was just to like randomly put power outlets that people are drawn to and somehow zap themselves. <laughs> um, but yeah, we cut the gang is now at some sort of outpost or, or restaurant or bar or whatever. They're all drinking Coca-Colas and uh, debating the next uh, step. Uh, we now see that Joseph's hand is kind of wigging out. Like maybe the electricity is like zapped out. And he, he even mentioned that his prosthetic is being a little wiggy. Um, and then we start seeing that there are, um, you know, uh, bottle caps and stuff sticking to him, and it looks like he's been magnetized. And uh, speaking of radio, as we just said earlier, uh, the radio in the bar is acting up, which uh, magnets will do that to you. <laughs> oh, then we get introduced to like the uh, the scariest enemy stand that we've seen so far, when the bottle opener starts chasing him. Oh yeah, the bottle the bottle opener goes after him. They yeah. they get up and, and we we get a comedy shot of like bottle caps all over his back, and then a slow bottle. I love this because it totally undersells the next scene that that bottle cap opener <laughs> tries to chase him. Uh, I, 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 I'm pretty sure that bottle cap opener was the true form of Bastet. That bottle cap opener is like, I only pop caps for Dio. It's the most charming man in the world. Uh, we then get a terrifying scene where, um, and it's funny because this is literally, I think, the only time this is not played for hijinks and it's played for horror is they walk by a random dude who's hammering nails into a box. And um, as Joseph walks by, his hammer starts getting drawn to Joseph. And you're like, oh, no, they're going to think he threw his hammer at him. And maybe they'll have a misunderstanding. But, oh, God, his his pile of nails all shoot up. And instead of going towards Joseph, they go into his mouth and then get stuck on the guy's cheek. Well, they were already in his mouth. Like, he was holding them in his mouth. As hammer, oh, you're right. Oh, as, God. As, yeah, because as people are sometimes want to do... Yes. So they were already there, 
and the, I, the the black censorship did not help this time. No, it did not because they didn't censor after the nails were out of the out of the skin, so you couldn't see his cheek, but you could totally tell. You could totally tell what was happening. Yeah. Oh God, but yeah. So he's he's um he gets stabbed with the nails. Ugh. ugh. And his hammer does go flying, and Abdul does like a really sick catch. Like he he even looks really cool when he does it. He grabs the hammer, and, and instead of like inquiring on the guy that's all like on the ground, like screaming in pain, Ponar's like, "Oh, did you hit yourself in the thumb and throw your hammer? You dipshit!" And they walk away. Heroes, heroes, the lot of them. Amazingly attentive for someone who needs to be afraid of their life, literally everywhere they go. It's like they continually reset. It's like a it's it's like Metal Gear Solid. Like they've slipped out of caution, so everyone goes back to default. It's good, yeah. <laughs> they have three settings. They're still in uh, they're still in standard. Um, it's the next day, and uh, Abdal is going to go wake up Joseph, who has overslept. Because, <laughs> and and, and I, I don't have the direct quote, but basically he's like, come on, Joseph, you need to wake up. Paul Naraf is crying about wanting to eat breakfast. <laughs> you know what? I'm, I'm going through right now, and I'm pretty sure that's what he said. And even better, it then pans out to outside, and Paul Naraf is on the ground being like, I thought old people woke up early. I want breakfast. <laughs> Paul Naraf hungry. Uh, we then have like a little follow-up where um, Joseph's magnetism has uh, stopped his watch, which I guess maybe could have woke him up or something. And we realize that while he was sleeping, for some reason, he's like spun around in his bed, like his head or where his feet should be and so and such. And Abdul says some like feng shui bullshit and walks out of the room. It was bullshit. Because uh, Abdul's walking out of the room and he's like, man, this you sleep really weird for an old guy because you were facing north to south, but now you're facing south to north. And I'm thinking, who would phrase it like that? It's like, oh, 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 it's something youthful, is it not? Oh. How, how do you even know which direction is north and south when you're in a hotel? What to me, was... it just seems like feng shui stuff. Like he read a book about feng shui. No, it was like no feng shui at all. He was just saying you, you changed the way you were facing when you were sleeping. It's weird. I just thought it was really weird that he knew which cardinal direction he was facing. It was goofy. It was goofy. Um, I knew immediately the episode was about to get great because Abdal immediately leaves and everyone leaves Joseph alone. So since he's alone, now shit's about to go down. Uh, and that is in the form of an enemy chair. Oh, no. <laughs> yes. Watch out for this chair. Chair battle. Um, chair battle. Ah, there's a wheelie chair that keeps bumping into him. And my favorite thing is this does not trip the alarm for this must be an enemy stand. He's just like, oh, God, this is an expensive hotel and the floors aren't even. Ah, like even though it, it rolls towards him in different directions. How the hell did like how did L did Abdal not see the bottle caps still sticking to Joseph? Ah, uh, Joseph's just a dirty old man. He's just got bottle caps stuck to him. Yeah. I don't know. Why didn't he take off he took off his pants? Why didn't he take off his shirt? I think it was it was the same shirt. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah why he slept he? in his, Yeah, I know. If you're gonna sleep in your boxers, sleep in your boxers. Um Especially after we know from like what, episode two where he he, he managed to lose his pants. Like, you'd think he'd be oh, more mindful of his pants. Did. Holly, uh, Holly, where are my pants? Uh, <laughs> Help me. I'm never going to forget he's Joseph, man. Joseph, there's a lot of, this is gosh darn Joseph Joestar yeah. all over this episode. Um, especially in the next sequence where he leaves the room and we get a great uh, repeated gag where the magnetism gets him in trouble with uh, women. Uh, two youngish ladies walk by and he tries to look charming. They ignore him. Um, and unfortunately, the lady's dress has like metal buttons on the, uh, I guess, hem or whatever, the bottom of the, the skirt part. 
and it it pops up towards him and she thinks he's being a pervert and instead of slapping him just decks him closed fist right in the mouth uh somehow this doesn't seem out of place for joseph though right you think this is a normal this for him it was tuesday yeah um and before we can fully savor that it happens again but this time it is with a much older lady who is also way into it and we get one of the best oh my gods from joseph I think we're going to get in a good long while. Uh, top three for these two episodes, I got to say. It was so, it was one of the most intense, amazing, oh my gods. Uh, we then get what I have to imagine was something that they just couldn't wait to do. Uh, he gets attacked by silverware, which uh, sticks to his hand. And upon seeing, you know, knives and forks stuck to his hand, he goes like, oh wait, I've been magnetized. And then he immediately puts it together. It's like, wait a minute, people don't just get magnetized. This is the work of an enemy stand. Wait a minute. What would be a stand? That's socket. Like he puts it all together really quickly in a which, great way. Which is great, you know, because I'm so glad they didn't draw that one out. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that's the problem. Is like it's like Polnareff with Anubis. Like their their stand radar is terrible, but the second they realize there's something that could be a stand, they're really good at putting the pieces together. They're bad from getting to A to B, but they'll get B, C, D, E, and F to Z almost immediately. <laughs> Which I find charming. Um, though we have this great moment of Joseph being smart. He doesn't realize that maybe he's made the biggest mistake of his life by stepping onto an escalator. Well, he's magnetized. He's magnetized. Isn't that a lot of time I, to cope with that? I will admit, I thought in my head, I'm like, oh, he's on an escalator. Did, I was like, is this going to be one of those things where it's like this power only makes sense if you don't think about it, where it's like only random stuff is sticking to him when like a bunch of stuff just stick to him? Well, it is no, kind of like that. It is totally like that. But fortunately for something this obvious, he does get stuck to the escalator. And he's like, oh, God, I've been stuck to this escalator. And he begs this lady in front of him to help him. And he doesn't know, but we know that's totally Mariah. And uh, she's got like chain dealies. Or, I don't know where she's wearing them, but uh, she's wearing these little like chain tie tether rope things that wrap around joseph in a lot of crazy ways just like butter and, thongs or something with like beads at the end like they'd be like tassels yeah. but, oh i can see they're coming off the bottom of her dress oh, okay like, so she's got the, the very dress bottom tassel? of her dress is like like yeah like a leather tassel that's going through it yeah so she's got some tassel action um which um hooks him up he's like 100 percent. it's like that nightmare i think we've all had at least once where all the tassels get hooked into the escalator and now he's stuck and he's heading towards the bottom. You got to buckle in because this is, I love, this is like, this is the best scene. This, everything that's about to happen, it just escalates from here, getting better and better and more awesome. It's really good too. Also, I love the idea that he's like, oh my God, lady, your tassels have randomly tied me to the escalator. You have to help me. Like, it, it doesn't occur to him that she may, well, I guess, you know what? There's no reason to think she may be evil yet. Um, but he's like, oh God, this is terrible. And then she chuckles at him and he's like, oh no. And then she's like, you're doomed, Joseph Joe Star. And then it hits the ad break, which I think is pretty funny. <laughs> um, we come back and she tells him there's no escape. We get a good, oh God. And um, oh, it's terrifying because his hands start getting sucked into the uh, ground of the escalator. And we get a good blood do, splash. So, yeah, it's not just a mechanical hand. <laughs> yeah. So we see sparks on his mechanical hand, but we also, his good hand gets kind of cut up. And he's like, oh, God, I'm trapped. How can I hit that button? He's like, oh, wait, I got Purple Hermit. So then he stretches up Purple Hermit. He's like, oh, no, there isn't a button. I'm doomed. Like, you can see Purple Hermit, like, wiggling around. Um, and 
the camera pans out to show you that like the button is just like two or three feet away from where he thinks it is. Um, and it looks like he's doomed. He's screaming. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. And then we see Abdal tap the button. Abdal in for the save. Um, we then get a scene where, um, <laughs> which is great because, because uh, Jim hasn't realized he's been saved. I guess he is still being ch choked at the neck and hands, regardless of the loss of torque and tension. But uh, Abdal seems more annoyed at Joseph just being there. Oh, my God, I'm going to die. He's just screaming and getting a, a huge, giant crowd of people staring at the man who thinks he's dying at the bottom of the escalator. Abdal. I think it's pretty good. <laughs> Abdal with the class going, ahem, Mr. Joseph, ahem, ahem, ahem. Mr. <laughs> Mr. Joestar. Um, it is really funny. And, man, this is some classic Joseph. <laughs> Is the moment he realizes he has a crowd, he gets up and goes like, Ahem. well, uh, another escalator well inspected. I am an escalator inspector. You there, young man. He like looks at Abdul and he's like, can you please sign this book I have here to say that I have inspected this escalator? <laughs> like he's blushing and it's like hard committing to this bit that he's in. <laughs> it's hard to describe, but it totally lands. And I think it's absolutely incredible. Uh, the best part is that Abdul doesn't seem to want to be part of it. Oh, he he steps back and he's like, "What the yeah. hell's going?" <laughs> and he's like, "What's the deal, Mister Joe Star?" Joseph is like, "I've been magnetized by the enemy stand. We have to figure this stuff out." What and I've, then they, yeah, just the whole rest of this whole this whole plot line it's is great. nothing but Avdol uh, image control. It's the great. whole rest of this can be summed up as Avdol <laughs> image control. Yeah, Avdol's Avdol. <laughs> if he if he had an image of like, ah, this is who I am, and this is what will happen to me. Um, all of that is gone by the end of this episode. <laughs> but yeah, we get a bit where as he's explaining what the enemy stand power is, a metal cigarette tray or an ashtray hits him in the back of the head, scattering ash on him, and he looks super embarrassed. And uh, it is humorously then shown that Mariah not only did not leave, but she's like four feet away from them, leaning against the pillars, smoking. A lot of smoking in this episode, man. A lot of, a lot of smoking. Don't smoke, kids. It was the Don't 80s, smoke. right? I know, yeah. They didn't know yet. Dare hadn't happened. Or I guess Dara just begun? I think it just began. I mean, it was there for us, so. Exactly. Um, but yeah, so we then have the the classic anime moment where Avdol's like, let's just go get Paul Nareff and, and Jotaro. And Joseph's like, I disagree. <laughs> and, no time. Uh, yeah, no, there's no time, Avdol. And what kind of cuts this to disagreement short is, I, and I'm not quite sure of the mechanics of this, but like as Joseph walks by a giant metal lady statue, it falls, but then it falls. It falls towards him, but it lands on Avdol. So Avdol's stuck, holding this lady statue by the boobs, and I guess that puts him in a situation where he's like, "I guess I've lost all debates. Never mind." Um, Joseph does chase Mariah down a hallway, and they realize that she has fled into a ladies' room, and they immediately go like, "That's the one place we can't enter." And Joseph is like, "Nah, I'ma go in." And now we get the the flaw of the all male cast, Pat. Exactly. That's why you need to have a lady. If Anne was still part of this team, welcome to the part of the episode where I wish Anne was still on the show. Oh no, her switchblade would have been stuck into Joseph. Oh no. But she still would have figured it out pretty soon. She's like, man, old man, you're you're magnetized. My switchblade is drawn to you. You must be magnetized, old man. And they would have figured it out. Anne would have saved the day. Uh, we cut back to Jotaro and Polnareff, who are smoking together, because I guess that's their thing. You notice it wasn't censored this time. Like, just, Was it just because we couldn't see all of Jotaro? 
I yeah, that's I was so zoomed in at first I thought it was Polnareff, and then I'm like, wait, no, they're both smoking. Huh. Yeah. Weird. Weird. Maybe he had a birthday. Yeah. I was about to say he turned nineteen. He turned nineteen. <laughs> it's been thirty days. He could have had a birthday. <laughs> Let our boys smoke. Let our boys smoke. Um they have a little debate about where the guys are and that it's taking forever. And Polnareff, instead of thinking that it's an enemy stand, he's like, wait a minute. Avdol and Joseph snuck away and are having an awesome meal without me. And Jotaro corrects him and says, nah, he's probably having bathroom troubles because he's an old man. And then Polnareff starts thinking about how clean the bathrooms are, and then uh, the scene changes. So we get a little check-in with Jotaro and Polnareff. Um, For some reason so now we're in the ladies room let me be very clear on the staging of this sequence we're in the ladies room Avdol and Joseph are in the ladies room and Avdol starts to try and talk about what their plan should be and Joseph shushes them um and I it quickly becomes apparent that this is a stealth mission so <laughs> they all the ladies stalls are closed and Joseph has informed Avdol that they need to find Mariah. And the only way they could find her is they need to peek under the stalls and look at the legs. And Mariah, as Joseph says, has amazing legs. So he has to find the best pair of legs. What I love about this is right now, Joseph is in his element somehow. And yes. Avdol could not possibly be more uncomfortable. Avdol is so not a part of this. Joseph is like, nope, here's how we do it. Here's what you got to do. Uh, we get a bit where Avdol is like really like, Yet again, this is taking another, you know, another hit against his self-image. He has to peek under. He's on peak duty for some reason, which is funny because in the time it takes Avdol to peek across four stalls, Joseph is just on one. <laughs> so I'm not quite sure why why he's really savoring his time. Well, I guess maybe he's maybe I don't know. But uh, we get a Goldilocks situation: too big, too small, too skinny, and he finds his just rights. And as he says that he thinks he's found him. As Joseph walks across the bathroom, ha ha ha, he's magnetized and unlocks all the stalls and all the doors open, revealing the old lady. Her glorious return to the episode. If Joe's wrong, you got catfished. <laughs> he got catfished. He got stallfished. And uh, she is still down for this. <laughs> uh, they realize that it's a trick or a trap, but as they're all being yelled at being called perverts, the only answer they have is not to flee through the door, but to jump out of the window and yes. out of the building. <laughs> uh, did you think they were on a higher story than the first floor? It looked a lot higher. That looked like a second story window because they, it takes them a, they, a while. Yeah, they went into animate time as they're falling out the window and have toilet paper being thrown after them. Yeah, they're like, oh, no, Mr. Joestar. Uh, they land on the ground. And of course, somehow Mariah is just standing there in the alley looking at them. Oh, wait, no, I almost missed the best line of the whole flipping episode. As they are uh, as they are sailing Matrix bullet time away from this window, Avdol says, like, this is a bathroom. This should be Polnareff going through this. This is not in line with my image. Yeah, this He's is Polnareff. literally concerned about his image. <laughs> like, these aren't the hijinks that happened to Avdol. I'm the serious one. This is a Polnareff episode. What am I doing in this? Oh, uh, that's the like I said. The whole rest of this plot line is just Avdol being really worried that these aren't his kind of adventures. He's just really happy. There's no social media. <laughs> He's just really stoked about that. Uh, they see her. They chase her, and uh, we get a weird lingering butt shot for some reason. Yes, that like, was really weird, the, right? It, yeah, I don't understand. Um, so there's like a weird line from the director's note on the wiki 
uh, where they're like, oh, it's so, um, where did they say it? There's like, there's not a lot of like women, women, villains, uh, villains in here. So we wanted to make sure that she was magnetic in both powers and appearance. So I don't know. It's, I don't know. It's Leary anime BS. Yeah. It's really what it is. Not even um, the characters and, are into it. Like they're not yeah. saying, "Oh man, her ass is hot. Look at that." Yeah, it's it's only the camera. Avdol and Joseph are not noticing that. Um, and then uh, Joseph tries to explain the enemy stand. He's like, "Avdol, as we chase this lady, watch out for <laughs> random sockets. Don't touch them." That Which that, like at that moment, like I feel like that emphasizes just how stupid this stand is. Right? <laughs> Which is even better because Abdul goes like, I hate to say it, Mr. Joe Star, but I've already touched a friend of mine. Oh no. Like, I've done exactly that. Two characters fall through a trap door that is labeled trap door. Like, it's incredible. And he's like, because it, it's so funny because he's like, it was right next to that emergency button. So he didn't even have a reason to touch it. It's not like he touched it by accident. He touched it while he was touching the emergency button. The best and thing it's, like, yeah. Like, maybe it just shocked him because he was touching a button near it. But why? Like, we didn't <laughs> see anything when he rescued Joseph. There was no, ah. Yeah. Oh, God. It's so. Oh. It's the best. <laughs> it's so flipping funny. Oh. Um, that just so real. It's like I've already touched one. Oh no! And we've realized that the camera isn't just tight on them. Uh, they're both now magnetized, and they start complaining about how quick, how close they're running together. And we realize, uh, that they have magnetized to each other. That they are stuck together, and then they fall to the ground, and are just like, "Oh no, we're magnets." Um, and as they lament the fact that they now become magnets, we get more leering, weird shots of Mariah as she giggles and walks away, and the episode draws to a close. Um, I think it's, I think it's real funny. I like this episode. Yeah, we're getting the good... Uh, have we had a Polnareff? Not Polnareff. Everyone's Apple? Polnareff. Have we had an Joseph <laughs> episode before? No, I don't believe so. Like, oh. if you... Just think back to the first episode of this anime where Avdol is like, here is my silent manservant who lights stuff on fire. And now I love Avdol. Avdol, ever since he took the head injury and his personality changed. Yeah. He's been great. The return of Avdol has been the best thing. And I love the fact that at this point, he's got to be wondering why he even came back. Yeah, I know. It's so funny. And he did not tisk, tisk, tisk at all. He could have. No, 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 no never tisks in both these episodes. No, yes, I am. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I loved it. I thought this was really, really funny. Um, God. And you know, I guess it's hard because unlike a lot of the other two parts, like these, what this is really just, you pushed pause and there's just more episode to come. So do you want to just jump in the next one? Yeah. Alrighty. Episode 31 besets Maria or yeah, Mariah part two. Uh, Mariah is, uh, it's literally a pause. She's now still walking away and chuckling as Joseph and Abdul are struggling to follow her. Uh, they start to wiggle around on, next to each other on the ground and that attracts the bystander and um they look over and there's like oh, just out of nowhere in the middle like you know what maybe they have picket fences in egypt i shouldn't guess they don't have picket fences in egypt but there's a picket fence just randomly there in the street that they've decided they're going to use to separate themselves um 
and they start walking towards it. And what I can only say is a really great line. Uh, Joseph tells Avdol to get his stomach muscles ready for the separation, which is uh, pretty funny. Man, what a handsome uh, devil their, their onlooker is. Exactly. Uh, we now realize there are two children two, or two dudes. I can't tell if, the, if they're supposed to be teens or youths. I think they're supposed to be children. Yeah. Not, not like that, little kids, but... It's... Yeah, like 12 or 13-year-olds, something they're, like that. They're drawn so ugly, it's hard to tell. It's very difficult to tell. But yeah, there's two there's two maybe teens, preteens, and a cat watching them. And they get really embarrassed because Avdol and Joseph, I guess to describe this correctly, are are connected at the face and chest. So they're trying to walk together. And um, they decide upon like these random strangers seeing them do that, that it's far less embarrassing to pretend that they're dancing with each other and that they're doing a dance practice in the middle of the road and then yelling at people to walk away. I I don't understand why they thought the dancing was better. <laughs> I think that's better. Dancing okay. is great. Dancing is great. They do a little ballroom dance, and it's funny. Yeah. Uh, they continue to make their way to the picket fence, and uh, basically Joseph does a little description, which kind of reminded me a little bit of uh, him getting up the oil pillar with Caesar, where they talk about, like, you know, Top of body, you know, the, the different kinds of the outward and inward uh, Haman, where he's just like, oh, there's polarity. So if we could get your feet and my head and we'll separate each other, it'll it'll work, whatever. And uh, their plan is that Joseph is going to hold on to the fence and Paul Naraf is going to drag his. <laughs> Which at no point do they think about where this is going. But the plan is that Paul Naraf is going to, from them being cheek to cheek, he is going to drag his face down across Joseph's body. And supposedly, because of the polarity thing, when he gets to his foot, he should just separate, is the idea. In theory. What they don't, I guess, think about is the fact that as Abdul is sliding down Joseph, he makes it to Joseph's crotch and then has a moment of self-awareness. And instead of trying to speed past the crotch, he freaks out, freezes there, and starts talking about where his face is. And then the two of them get super embarrassed. Uh, I don't know. Sharon said that they didn't think about it. I think Avdol didn't think about it. I think Joseph is old enough or he doesn't care. He's like, as long as I'm not the one having to do that. Yeah. He played the nose game. He's not it. <laughs> it's Avdol's nose right now. Exactly. Um, and now there's a bigger crowd. I, uh, there's like a whole bunch of a whole bunch of people are watching. I think there might even be more animals. There's like, I don't know, like... Uh, probably like 10, 10 kids in the cat watching. And we get a great, um, exactly. God, the camera angle is incredible because Avdol is like on his knees, face and crotch, hands on jo Joseph's like stomach. And Joseph is like Looney Tunes, bug eyes, mouth open, like, look away. This is not what you think. And as Avdol gets more frustrated, instead of like making downwards momentum, he just starts sinking his face back and forth being like, this is terrible. He's making it so much worse. He's making it so much worse. Um, and as he tries to make it worse, we have this weird moment where Joseph manages to spin around. And when his butt touches Avdol's face, it causes them to separate, like, explosively. And we get this glorious moment. We're back to, like, window time. Like, where they're in the bullet time jumping out of the window. They both have this, like, we're separated. And they have, like, anime smiles. And they're really, really happy. Until they the music is playing. 
Yeah, it's it's really they have great music playing. They seem all happy, and then they slam pelvis to butt back together. Avdol has like completely back mounted Joseph, and as they try to uh, separate, they're dry humping each other aggressively. And uh, third time's the charm. The old lady's back, and uh, <laughs> he doesn't share. <laughs> yeah, she sees that, and she's like. She's, he sees the old lady, and then he yells, help me. Oh, my God. Oh, that might be my favorite. I don't know, man. They're, they're really close to the episode, but that might be my favorite. Oh, my God. The fact that he, he has a help starts, me. Yeah, he starts getting whacked on by the, by the lady. Just goes, help yeah. me. Oh, my God. She is basically like, why are you seducing me if you're just going to show me this? And she starts hitting them with her with her umbrella. And she's hitting both of them. And somehow all the hits cause them to separate again and they roll down a hill. It, it is all very, very funny. Um, uh, because it, it never... Um, I, I, I guess one of the things I want to say which really kind of nails the scene is they're never um, homophobic. Like, it's it's just the two characters being uncomfortable. Yeah. Like, even in that sequence, Joseph doesn't go like, no, it's not what it looks like. He's just like, no, 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 you're misunderstanding things. This is terrible. Um, and it, it just stays funny. I think it's really, really funny. They roll down a hill. And, of course, uh, waiting for them at the bottom hill is Mariah, who is still smoking. <laughs> a cigarette, to be clear. Yeah, she's, oh, yes. Uh, hello, <laughs> nurse. <laughs> Talk like the Animaniacs. Um <laughs> uh, she is still smoking a cigarette, sitting on the thing, being like, ah, you fools. Um, Joseph and Abdal look at each other like, all right, now's our chance. Let's uh, let's pincer her. Let's surround her. And they start running at her, and uh, they've been tricked because they immediately step on train tracks and have magnetized to the rail. And even worse, they slide across the rails and then mush into each other, and we're right back where we started. Except now, not only are they stuck together, they're stuck on a train, on a uh, on railroad tracks. Oh, my God. And, uh, I think they make a comment that they're getting the magnetism has gotten stronger. Mm -hmm. You can't so leave out more. the you can't leave out the cartoon arrow that came from Joseph's face. That hasn't happened yet. Really? No, oh. that hasn't happened yet. I'll tell you when. Okay. I'll tell you when. Um. Yeah, the the animated GIF that we've all seen a billion times and now we have contacts for. Oh no, the other the, that one too. Oh but... yeah, the cartoon arrow because he looks at the train track and he yeah. gets like a loot. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's before he notices what's going on. Yeah. So the, oh, you're totally right. The arrow starts to, like the, the dotted arrow is drawn to where he's looking because that's the kind of episode we're in. It really is. We're in that zone entirely. We get yet again, Looney Tunes, Wiley Coyote. They're stuck on a train track. And of course, somehow Mariah has timed this out where a train is approaching. Uh we get a great I'm gonna say another great character moment for Abdal because Joe's like, Abdal, quick, burn the train tracks. Set us free, and Abdal's like, "No, if if I do that, that train will derail, and it'll hurt or kill everybody on the train." <laughs> um, and Mariah is watching and is chuckling at their at their troubles. Uh, Joseph, upon realizing that it's probably not a good luck to kill everybody in a train, uses purple hermit to grab on like a a stake or another like wooden post in the ground and tries to pull. Uh, we get a little bit where Abdal is who's stuck to Joseph's back is like cheering. He's like, "Yeah, pull harder." pull harder 
and uh, the the post kind of wiggles back. It's a, they don't make a lot of progress, and it looks like they're crushed by the terrain. Hey, what do you think is stopping Avdol from summoning Magician's Red and just burning her right now? You know, they don't think about that. No. Well, Joe Star thought about roping her with Hermit Purple. Like he even had to specifically say, she's out of my reach, even if I wanted to get her. Man, if only I had some sort of red bind. <laughs> or any of the other. If only we had a long-distance fire user. You know, you're totally right. He really is letting them down. <laughs> well, he's so embarrassed, he's not thinking about how he can use his powers. Uh, that's, that's, what I'm that's it. That's the best. His hey, head's not that's, in the game, Pat. His head's not in the game. His head's not, when you're not in the game, you're not in the game. His head was too much in the game a few minutes ago. Yeah. Oh my god, that was so fu- that was so hilarious. <laughs> just him like, oh, just shaking his head back and forth, just yelling at Joseph's crotch. Ah, uh, it was really funny. Uh, we get the the fake out the 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 train. We we go to commercial break. It looks like they've been crushed by the train. Uh, Mariah drops. So I'm not a smoker, but I am someone who doesn't like wasting money. So seeing her drop a mostly entirely fine cigarette that looks like it had just been lit and stomping on the ground, I'm like, well, that's wasteful. I don't know. I, that's just me. Maybe that's just like inattentive me. But that cigarette looked like it was still pretty fresh when she dropped it. It did. She stomps it out and then proclaims, which I think is bullshit, that she's going to go get Paul Naraf and Joe Tarot. Does she not know about Iggy? You know what? I don't know that they do because he was flowing into the last second, wasn't he? That's a good point. And I guess everyone who's seen Iggy hasn't lived to tell the tale. I'm I'm thinking she has a good chance to get Polnareff to touch that fucking socket. Exactly. Polnareff would have touched it. I would have it doubted so everyone else has touched it so far. Like Silver Chariot would somehow stab Polnareff through the head if he had touched that thing. Oh, man. I'm glad that they didn't have the Pokemon at super effective. I think she would just, she would have wrecked Polnareff, but Jotaro probably would have done fine. Maybe. Maybe. Anyway, we get the the great, amazing reveal uh, that our heroes are fine because though Paul Nareff didn't burn the tracks, he did use Magician's Red to burn a hole in the ground that both Joseph and Avdol are in. And first off, my favorite thing, uh, Magician's Red is still there and is underneath both of them and is peeking over their shoulders. <laughs> like, look it up like, hey, guys, it's me. Everybody's favorite, Magician's Red. Oh, every single... The character faces through this episode are the best. I don't They're know. So you, hard to describe. I, I don't know if you remember what they look like when they were under that train track, but they they both have big smiles on their face and big Joseph, smiles. Joseph's face looks like a man who just avoided a train rolling over yeah. him. Like the dumbest luck in the world. And my favorite thing is they have like, and even my notes I wrote here, they have the best dumb faces. <laughs> and Abdul's like, this is more like my style. This is the role my character plays. And his theme kicks in. That badass theme. Oh, it's so good. Uh, We get a real quick, weird, ugly face from Mariah. Like, she gets, like, lizardy, kind of like, ah, I'll get you guys. Uh, I then wrote in my notes, and I'm not going to make... You're not going to stop me, Matt. Magician's Red looks awesome. I know that you're... you You try to convince me that Magician's Red isn't super cool. Magician's Red is super cool. Well, this was a great moment for him. Hell yeah. Um, it's about he's to get awesome. undercut, man. It's got to get undercut Hell hard yeah. and forgotten. Yes, exactly. So he uses Magician's Red. They burn. They can now burn the track because they don't think another train is going to come anytime soon. So they both get up, and Joseph reaches out with Purple Hermit to uh, grab Mariah by the neck. Um, We then get uh, the eyeball meme. 
I cannot uh, wait if everyone's you describe it, this scene. I've been waiting to see how yeah. you're going to do this. How I'm going to get around this. So uh, Joseph is has Mariah by the neck with Purple Hermit. I would also like to note that during this entire sequence and all scenes that follow, uh, Avdol has the railroad segment that they've cut off stuck to his back, which is, I think, a funny under thing. Anyway, to get to this, um, <laughs> Joseph has her by the neck, and he's like, I'm going to choke you out, so we'll be free. And then her breasts just start expanding. Like, they grow and they grow, and the camera pans in on them. And it looks like that she, her nipples look like they're poking out too. And as they start to expand, it cuts back to Joseph, whose left eye erupts <laughs> out of his socket, kind of. Oh, he's giving, it's a, uh, what is it called? Like a, mm. uh-huh. it's going, he's doing it like multiple times in a row as this keeps getting more and more absurd. Yeah. Because it's a very low cut dress. Like what she's oh, yeah. wearing, uh, top boob window at best. Yeah. Um, so it's, well, she's got it's 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 like it's 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 almost like a halter top. Like it's got yeah. a low cut, and it also shows a lot of. It's like a very small, like white tank top, maybe. So none of this lines up with what's actually happening. But as they're getting bigger and more distorted, he's going. Hmm. 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 <laughs> his eye explodes. Yeah. It know? explodes out of his head, and it's really funny. Um, it is revealed that this is not another power of her stand. Uh, she has just, I guess, stuffed her clothing or her bra or whatever. With nuts and bolts that are then trying to get out of her 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 um her shirt, which does look a little weird because like it looks like I guess maybe one bolt was stuck per per part of per boob to make it look like she had her nipples out. But uh, they they all spray out and um they all fire into Joseph. She gets a couple of good like stabs into him. He gets he takes a couple of nuts and bolts and uh, magician's red then melts the rest and Mariah is on the run. But it's an incredible. Weird visual scene. Um, I guess her, uh, it's animated wrong because then the her her shirt and and her her cleavage return to their normal form, like. The, but it's it's treated as if they had inflated and not that it was full of misshapen yeah. pieces of metal. It's like none. Of, it doesn't physically work the way they try to ship that. It doesn't. Yeah, because like if it was the way it really looked, like it should have looked like. You could, you should have seen all the whatever. I'm not going to overthink this. Okay. They had fun doing it. They had fun doing it. <laughs> um, but yeah, she's on the run, and we get a great little bit yet again. Moment of clarity. Moment of clarity. That eyeball sticking out of his head, uh, adjusted his brain power. Uh, Joseph Joestar goes like, wait a minute, she's not really running. She's like sauntering. She must have a mid range stand. She can't get too close or we'll fight her. And if she gets too far away, her magnetism must stop. Aha! Even fighting. Uh, he said, if she gets too close, she'd be caught in our magnetism too. Oh, you're right. Shoot, I, I guess I, and that's important to note. Thank you for correcting me because that'll that'll pay dividends. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so she must be staying out of that. But if she goes too far away, her powers will stop. And then, much like last episode, where Avdol's like, "Should we get help?" and Joseph's like, "There's no time." Avdol's like, "Well, shouldn't we run away to kind of reset the fight so her stand yeah. no longer is affecting us?" And he's like, "Nah." I run away, but this counts as abandoning the fight. <laughs> it's like, wait, what? He's like, uh, I'm a strategic retreater. The, Not the, a... It's great because that that wasn't the dialogue that was in the preview for this episode either. Oh, uh, really? No, like the what was in the the preview was like, I never back down from a fight. <laughs> He's like, I'll run, I'll retreat, but I won't abandon a fight. Pretty, yeah, it's kind of different than what he ended up saying in this episode. 
It's yeah. one of those I'll question. He, his internal logic is kind of funny. <laughs> uh, but I guess technically every time we've ever seen him run, he's trying to get the upper hand. It's true. Or at least um, be it Strazo or Cars, he runs away for a purpose. He runs to a jet. Or uh, not a jet, to a plane. There were jets back in the... Well, yeah, there were jets back in the time. He didn't have a plan with Cars. His, his plan was to get far away. I'm going to run, I'm going to run. And then he wasn't expecting piranhas. Ah, I love the Cars fight. The Cars fight's so cool. Actually, this is still a great fight, so I don't want to undermine it by talking about JoJo Season 2. Um, we then get a return of his uh, his random map power. And this is far more detailed. Like, he slaps hand down on the dirt, and Purple Hermit kind of wiggles out, but Purple Hermit doesn't draw the map. It just kind of appears in the dirt. Dude, it's got GPS this time. Yeah, he's able to track where she is with a knickknack. A little pebble or something's moving where she is. Like, it's moving in real time. Yeah, and he's like, Avdol, check out this sick map I made. Dude, Look, we can cut her off here. I, I swear they are underutilizing psychography. Yeah, no. 100%. Okay. This feels like if this was like something where, like, like I want to read Grant Morrison's JoJo's yeah. Bizarre Adventure. Because you know that he would do something wild with psychography. It's, it seems like an insanely good power that they don't use enough. Like, perhaps for just narrative reasons. Well, I mean, especially since Purple Hermit has turned it from, like, I could, I could karate chop cameras and see anything in the world to, like, I grab with this stand. It's my grabby <laughs> stand. It might be clairvoyant, but I mostly use it for grabbing. <laughs> uh, it's definitely not not had the best of ways um we then get a little bit i guess uh as they go to run after her and enact their plan to corner her using the uh, data they've acquired from the map and the gps uh we get a little like moment where a bunch of people run up and uh joseph is like oh good they've noticed the train track so they'll stop any future trains from derailing so don't worry we're not bad people we didn't cause a future Final destination train crash after we did left. We the, they want you to be really sure. Did we of get that. the side away with uh, Polnareff and JoJo? Or jo uh, That's about okay. to happen. Um, and then we get the follow up of that where we cut back to the gang. Iggy looks different. He's gone from his weird, like circular head back to his rect his square face. In this particular scene, really? Yeah, I think he looks more square faced. Sometimes he's like round faced. This time, I think he looks more square faced. Iggy's got two faces, I they think. they got to be consistent with Iggy. Yeah, he's a bit more square. I get you. He's a little more square this time. Uh, anyway. Uh, Looks like a Switch controller. It, the, the gang are still still waiting. Uh, and uh, they hear this. And upon hearing that the train tracks were cut, Paul and like, what kind of people would cut train tracks? What? 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 Like, not even thinking that this must be involved in some kind of thing. And uh, they basically agree that they'll wait a couple more, a little bit more. Um, earlier, they Joseph Jotarai even believe said like gave it an anime five like we'll wait five minutes and then look into this. Are the five minutes not done? Has this whole fight been five minutes? I think it has been because the way this episode ends, I started to wonder if the next one doesn't take place simultaneously. Yeah, I have to wonder. It's weird. Like that's why they can never up. fight. Yeah. They'll probably be make it more clear. Anyway, the five minutes are not up. Uh, we're back. Avdol is running with the uh, the <laughs> the railroad. Uh, part on his back i think that looks hilarious part of his image now man he's he's railroad avdol this is my thing this is my thing the man of the uh, we get, exactly we get an extended gag of random stuff sticking to them uh with it culminating in someone losing the engagement ring we don't see who the ring sticks to be it joseph or avdol um 
Mariah then comments like, oh, they're chasing me, but they'll never catch me. And then we get another one up in ship where Joseph runs by some dude. They split up and Joseph runs by a guy on a bicycle. And as he passes, the guy is just hanging in air, pedaling on nothing because the bicycle has gone away from him and is uh, heading towards Joseph. <laughs> and it just one ups after that. The bicycle gets stuck to him. Uh, and they, they culminate with this bit where um, there's a guy just stacking a giant pile of canned mangoes. Like, he just happens to be doing that. I guess he's like a mango vendor. It's a mango store. And, uh, it's a mango store. This is my Pete canned mangoes. This guy cans, labels, and sells mangoes on the street. Mango juice. Uh, I guess so. Could be juice. Could it be is juice. juice. There's juice on it. Oh, it does? Damn yep. it. I gave up on mangoes. That's how far my brain went. <laughs> um, but yeah, all those cans fire off. We also see a guy. He has like a metal tooth in his false teeth, and that gets pulled out. It all hits Joseph. And there's like a great like drum bass soundtrack to all of the sequence. It's really funny. It's really great. Um, I just love the. This is actually a super dire situation, but it's really funny and really they balance it well enough. Is it get is get the uh, buried under like a mountain of debris, but they're still doing like that that slow stunt walk. Yeah, it's uh 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 like he's trying to do lunges or something. Yeah. Uh, Mariah starts to make fun of him and is like, "Ah, you idiot!" And then Abdul shows up behind her. And I wrote in my notes, he's like, he's got so much crap stuck to him, too, he looks like a Transformer. Yes! I had that exact thought. <laughs> Yay! I'm glad that's where both of our heads were. He's like, oh, look at him, he looks like an Autobot. <laughs> um, but yeah, so he's right behind him, and they're like, look at that, we pincered you. And then she starts laughing at them. She's like, aha! I'm the one who was, you think you cornered me? I have cornered you! And her plan turns out to be that she wanted them to stand under power cables or something. So she starts, th she throws a knife up in the air that cuts power cables that are then magnetized to our hero. Magician's Red easily burns the cables heading towards Avdol. Well, Joseph has to individually try to stop cables with Purple Hermit, which really just means that he's able to stop it right in front of his face. Um, Man, it's a good thing Purple Hermit is apparently not conductive. Exactly. Man. Uh, and is selectively strong, too. Uh, Mariah then basically throws more knives and cuts more cables. And then also, while there are more cables being magnetized to Joseph, uh, she just, I, either the knives that are thrown up are then magnetized to Joseph, or she's just throwing knives at Joseph. Because we see him get stuck with a couple knives as he tries to stop more cables. Abdal seems fine, though. He's able to burn all the cables away, and it, it seems like he'll be fine until, like, a car gets yanked over to him and starts crushing him. Which seems pretty dire. Yeah. Foreshadowing. Ooh, yeah. Um, and then we get a really weird scene, which kind of calls back to the last time we had a female villain uh, with Medler or Midler. Yes, I was about to say, we've had, like, of all the the few female villains we have, what, what is our ratio right now of them doing this? Uh, it's two for two, man. I think, well, uh, the, the uh, justice didn't hit on either of them. Baba, Baba Yaga, yeah. or whatever her name yeah, is. Yeah, the Baba. Enya Baba uh, didn't hit him. I guess him. not, but she she only had eyes for Dio, man. Only eyes for Dio. Only eyes for Dio. Um, but yeah, we're we're two for two for younger female characters hitting on a JoJo. Uh, she looks at Joseph and is like, "Hey, even though you're old, I I would have totally I would totally do you." And he's like, "Well, that's great. How about you demagnetize me? We can get down to that." And she's like, nope, you're not as charming as Dio. Which I, there's something about that where it, it's weird, but uh, the, the conversation is played in such a way that I'm like, ah, 
I think I I think I'm okay with this for some reason. Just from the like, well, how about we just get down to this thing? <laughs> um, we then have a great um, we we get classic Joseph again because Joseph's like, hey, can you please turn off your magnetism? And she's like, nope. But he's like, well, your funeral, and the uh, battle music kicks in. Uh, I can't quite tell what he's done. Water shoots out from underneath him. Do you know what he's done to do no, this? No, not at all. Um, because he's just it looks like his purple hermit went into the water, but it's just water streams. Like, there's no Purple Hermit there. I, I can't tell if he's grabbed something from the sewers or whatnot. But anyway, um, what has occurred is that he uh, pushes himself uh, upwards uh, using Purple Hermit, which pushes him close enough so that he has entered her inside of his magnetic field. The battle music kicks in. And then, like, Akira style, she just gets smushed between Avdol's car and Joseph's crap. And it looks super Canada. brutal. Yeah, it's it's almost it's almost like up to the very last second exactly that scene from Akira. I just thought of that thing where it's like, oh no, I can't. I, where is uh, she, Tetsuo? Ah. But then Abdul goes like, aha, we've knocked her. As it's making the <laughs> gross, like it's making the sound effects of someone being smushed into pace. He's like, ah, I think she's been knocked out, Mister Joe Star. Uh, this this scene though is just uh, it's like grandfather like grandson, wasn't it? Where oh they, yeah, where they had that moment. It's like, but if you don't surrender, it'll. I'm it'll, oh, sorry. If you keep trying to do this, it'll be a murder. And yeah. Response, Joseph, like, please, please don't do this. Someone's gonna die if you do. Yeah. <laughs> Turns out it's you. <laughs> oh no. It was. I love that. Oh, it's. Uh, she is dead. Yeah, she has to be dead. They did the thing again at the end where it's the. Uh, where they do the, the they retired Mariah Bast. Every bone in her literally it says every bone in her body is now broken. She's been forced to retire. Yeah. It's like, oh my goodness, that's yeah, she's uh, effectively should be dead. But before they, they make that mention, uh, we get a fun little the piano the piano version of the theme kicks in. Like all the tension is gone. Like they know the fight's over. Like Joseph is like dusting off his hat. Abdul is oddly enough, like becoming the Polner finishing his transformation from Abdul to Polnareff is checking his hair in the car mirror. They've got important news, man. Exactly. And then they basically go like, hmm, I'm kind of hungry. It's like, yeah, all this running around made me hungry. Let's get breakfast. It's almost, It's after 9 o'clock. We got to get breakfast. Um, and as they walk away, Mariah calls them shit-eating bastards or shit-eating bitches before yeah. blacking out. And then it says every bone in her body is broken. You know, retired. She totally made it to the hospital and was fine. Yeah, she did not just die in the street. Jojo it's not like... um. Have, have they admitted the JoJo team killed anyone so far this season? No, I don't believe so. Well, I, yeah, because Geb killed himself. But that was... Yeah, Geb killed himself. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I'm laughing at that. Geb did himself in. I mean, they totally murdered Wheel of Fortune. There's no way that he's not dead, but they feel like they still did use the whole retired thing. Yeah. I mean, didn't they kill Wheel of Fortune? Like, like the, the car guy? Didn't they tie to him to a rock and they, leave him for they, dead? They, they the, left him desert? to die, but that's not the same thing yeah. as killing him. The desert will so, kill yeah. him. The desert killed him. It was the, it was the, 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 yeah, the desert cruelty that did him in. I it was beauty that killed him. Gravity did it. Exactly. Um, 
Oh yeah, well, let's let's knock out the end of the episode real quickly. Uh, we come back to Paul Naraf, who's still whining about breakfast. Uh, Joe Turo says, "Hmm, it's nine o'clock," and they decide that um, they've they've finally decided it must be the work of an enemy stand. Uh, so they go off, and Iggy follows. Iggy barking, and Paul Naraf's like, "Yeah, I'm hungry too." And uh, before the episode wraps up, we get teased our next villain, who we even get the name of. His name is Alessi, I guess. Yeah, he says, "I Alessi." Ilesi will will totally murk these dudes, and it's revealed that he has like I guess maybe his stand is his shadow. It's like a a weird kind of like weird like weird head stand. I don't know. It's it's an eyeball shadow sh- uh, shadow stand. Yeah, it's like a shadow, and then it grows like real eyeballs in it. Yeah, it's weird. It's really weird, and I'm I'm happy because I can't wait to see this guy because for so long on so many YouTube clips that have been recommended to me. I've seen his SNES incarnation in the fighting game. Yeah. So his, his image has been ingrained in my brain for forever as a JoJo thing, and I can't wait to see what he's all about. Yeah, he's one of the characters in the Dreamcast fighting game, too. Oh, cool. Um, And so was Mariah, so I really want to go back and see how Mariah played. I'm very curious what it was. Oh, she probably okay, just yeah, threw. seriously? <laughs> it's like, no, I would love it if they stick to canon. And she just makes a socket appear, and you got to not touch it. I think one of her moves might have been a socket. We're going to have to play that game and just kind of drink in the... Uh... She's a trap character. Yeah, like a trap fighter. She's got to be. You got to be. But yeah, so that was... I I um, I um really love these two episodes. I think the, the Bissette fight, the Mariah fight was great. They were, this is... they were hilarious. Mm-hmm. Um, Avdol got taken out of his element, which is always great because he used to be such a serious character. Yeah. Avdol has fully joined the team. He, <laughs> he is one of them now. He has been baptized in shame. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's, it's just a lot of fun. I think her stand is stupid. I think this is the dumbest stand we've ever encountered. If... I love the moment where somewhere in this episode, I don't remember where it was. Uh, Joseph is groveling, saying, "This is such a strong stand. This is—he's <laughs> incredibly strong." And it's like you touch the socket, you dumbass. I guess if her method of infecting people was a little bit different, yeah, like the 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 gimmick makes for a great episode. The gimmick makes for the gimmick does that great thing of where the power is legitimately dangerous, but it could also be very very stupid, and I. I don't know, it's everything I kind of want out of these dumb things, and I enjoyed it a great it deal. It is. Yep. And it was great to get. I don't. And I think we even mentioned that it, it, it's this is our first like pairing of just Joseph and Avdol. Or... It's like the closest we've ever had to an Avdol pair up episode was like Paul Naraf with the genie, and that's Avdol showing up late. Yeah, that's probably a weird complaint, but I'm kind of I miss that we don't have any Dios. We've had no Dio. Uh like side scenes in a long time yeah i guess we haven't had him look in a mirror in a while i'm still waiting because what is he doing i know i ask this like every now and then like every other episode i think i'm asking what what is lord dio doing because all we've ever seen is him just looking at mirrors and being vexed Mm. feels like he's wasting his time doesn't it yeah it does feel like he's i don't know he's just kind of waiting he's just kind of waiting i don't know he's he's probably like uh speaking waxing poetic who wait who's there to listen now that the old lady's gone no one no one no one's there to watch geo more cat hybrids i know 
Will he finally make more cat hybrids? Moved on to dogs. Oh, man, dog hybrids. Eagle will have to fight a dog hybrid. Oh, no. <laughs> you can't fight a dog hybrid, then you become the villain in JoJo. Oh, no. It's like armoring yourself with babies. God damn it. This army of babies. I'm incapable of fighting back. <laughs> oh, gosh. That was just so much fun. I'm looking forward. I, I'm i really glad because I feel like the fights are getting more and more creative and more and more goofy. I'm looking forward to seeing where they're going to take this. Well, Alessi looks pretty goofy himself, so. He does. And I guess we get a Paul Naraf and Jotaro episode, which should be fun. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, but yeah, I, I agree with you. I think we kind of need um, we kind of need some Dio. I would love to see some Dio. At this point, I'm not even sure why he's a villain. Like, he's sending assassins to kill these guys, but is he doing anything else with his time that's, like, villainous? Is he taking uh, over the he's, world? Is he... he's, drinking, he's drinking a lot of people. I guess, yeah, he's, he is a vampire. Yeah. Like the the times we have checked in with him, he has not stopped drinking folk. Okay, so I guess he is. You know, he's he's a vampire, not a pillarman, mind you, but he is a vampire. Yeah, I mean, it, it, we don't see. It's like in my mind, I think it would be kind of funny if, like, uh, <laughs> like what if he had tried to start like a you know a Dio Foundation or something like 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 yeah, the the greatest revenge is going legit or something like that. Uh, the best revenge is l the life Living. well lived. Yeah, that's right. I'll outlive all of you. Well, I guess Speedwagon's name will outlive everyone, but um, but yeah, that is kind of funny. Like he feels, he, he does feel a little disconnected to a certain degree. <laughs> but I know he'll when he comes back, he'll he'll make himself felt and known. I mean, he's Dio. Yeah. So he'll he'll do that. I don't. It'll feel real weird. I feel like the sh the the tone of the series will feel a little bit different. I just love them fighting idiots. I love these idiots fighting idiots, and I'm I'm down for that. I'm down for these. Everyone being kind of a dummy is something that I'm just a big fan of, and I just want more dummies fighting more dummies. Everybody being dumb. <laughs> yeah, no, I like it. But yeah, we'll just have to see where we end up next. Um. I just I cannot wait for the Alessi fight. We got ourselves another two-parter, so we don't have to do the double down next time. I mean, we'll be doing a double down. We'll be doing the triple anytime soon, so that's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, do you have any final thoughts on this one? Nope. Any any final ideas? I miss you, Charismatic Lord Dio. Show up in the Come future. back. Everybody's talking about how charismatic you are. We need you to cut another promo. He's like mostly uh, Joestar, though, isn't he? Yeah. He, the only part of him that uh, isn't, jo isn't Jonathan is the head. Yeah, it's just his head. Those are those are Jonathan's abs. Yeah, you're all getting you're you're all falling for the Joe Star abs, man. Exactly, exactly. Oh my goodness! But yeah, more great stuff, more fun stuff. <laughs> Can't wait for the next one. You ready for a book out? Book out. All righty, book out. <laughs>